Hello and welcome to Hit the Bricks. Everything that's interesting about Guthrie, Oklahoma. I'm Chris Evans, this is Just Courtney, and this is the award awaiting show. We're waiting for our first award to uh, pop on the show. Yes. This might be it right here. Any day now. Any day now. Yep. Awesome guests, of course, we're here at the Dominion House here in Guthrie. Everybody knows about it, but we're gonna talk about it and learn more about it, of course. Variously, very generously uh, speaking today with Trey Ayers and Julie Ayers. Hey guys. Hey. Hi, how are yeah. you? Thanks yeah. for having us. Yeah. Okay, I grew up like a few blocks from here. And uh, I always heard about the children's home, how great it was and all that good stuff. But when I was growing up, it was just an old abandoned place. I mean, we got in trouble for getting too close. Uh, not that I would do that, but my were friends you, were. Were no, you a hoodlum? No, my friends. Okay. My friends, but uh, mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure I saw your name straight. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but uh, the, the other Chris was here. Yes, and not, here, not, not and me. here, yeah. and here. <laughs> not me. But uh, the the transition over the years has been awesome. You kind of just give us a little brief history how you guys came about coming here at the Dominion House. This, no, no, this is just Trey's department. They've done, right? they've done this like 85 times, so I apologize. Yeah. No, no, no. So, kind of the history in a nutshell was uh, back in 1999, the existing uh, city, one of the ex previous city managers here, uh, Brett, I think of Brett's last name. Town? Uh, Town? Smith? No. Brett Jones. Jones. Okay. Yeah, Brett yes. Jones was the uh, acting city manager at that time. And we were currently building a hangar over at the airport. Uh, we officed in Edmond, Oklahoma uh, for a number of years, and Brett had called me and said, are you familiar with the property? And I, I said, I've heard about it. I've never uh, actually seen it. I just, I've heard the legends about it. And uh, he said, well, could you do us a favor? At that time, we were doing a lot of development around the country, around the world. And uh, he had asked, there's something you guys could look at doing with it. We'd sure love for you to do something with it yeah. because uh, the city the city is having to police it and you had multiple elevator shafts and various people breaking in and uh anyway that's a good time yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's some good times to be had and so we uh so that's what we did we looked at it uh julie's uh father calvin burgess uh i called him told him what brett had said i actually had advised him i came up here on a friday looked at the property advised calvin to drive about 100 miles an hour down college, slightly glance and tell me no so we could <laughs> get away from this deal. And uh, and then I got a phone call on, well, we got received a phone call on Sunday and said, I think we should buy it. Let's do something wow. with this. And so uh, we took the next steps possible and uh, acquired the property. And, and then it took us, I mean, we always had a vision. I think we always had a vision to move our corporate offices up here uh, and then Calvin obviously had the vision that he would like to utilize it as a personal home. Uh, and then the wedding business involved from Julie uh, at that time was doing m multiple wedding photography work and, and saw a need and uh, saw a need in the, this area in Oklahoma City Metroplex to be able to perform events. And we had the space and it was also the ability for us to give a piece of the property back to the public where uh, people could at least interact with, with the building because there was so much interest. Uh, so it took us a year to kind of put all that together, it took us another three years to make it happen. Mm -hmm. uh, and then in 2004, um, I say this all the time, in 2004 we had kind of a mid-year. We opened wedding. with yeah. Guthrie Prom. Yep, that's right, yeah, <laughs> the, the notorious first Guthrie Prom. Um, and we had kind of a mid-year then, and then in 2005 I kind of always expressed it, it was like drinking from a fire hose. I mean, we just we had busy. no yeah. idea. 
the amount of, of interest and, and the level of interest and events and all the things that went along with it. And so, and then we've been doing that, the event side, since really in earnest, 04. Um, and boy, it's, it's gone well. And it's been a great, it's been a, it's been a great deal. You know, we move what's on average weddings, 100 and, you know. Oh, probably 80 to 100. Yeah, so yeah. you figure every, an average wedding, 100 people an event, multiple events a year. We bring a lot of traffic through through the community. Uh, it's a lot of buying gas and buying groceries and oh, yeah. all those things. So it's, it's you know, we hope, we, we're doing a small part, but we hope we're doing a big bigger overall part too. it's an amazing vision of because you know, it was pretty bad shape when you mm. when he drove 100 miles down college because mm-hmm. my wife says paint what, what do you think this green will look in this bedroom paint wise like i have no idea so th- i can't envision that mm. much less what you guys have done to this place it's amazing i didn't grow up here but people that i know who i won't name have shown me pictures <laughs> they take us back in the day uh-huh. and they you know whatever um but yeah it was rough Really, yeah. really rough. We have a few of those photos. Yeah, we do. Yeah. We, have um, we came through and kind of took a set of photos before we started demoing and, and doing all of that. So the graffiti was insane. Yeah. There was a Reuben that was here. <laughs> yeah, if everywhere. Knows Ruben, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or Big Mike. Or Big Mike. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Big Mike was everywhere. They, they were extremely, <laughs> I say this all the time, they're extremely good at spelling their names and drawing anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> so when you, when you guys first took over this building this complex of buildings like was it was there any place in particular here that you were like we have to figure out how to save this or repurpose this i think really the ballroom was the most important yeah and we weren't able to salvage a lot there except for like the terrazzo floor our tile floors that kind of stuff Mm. and of course the windows were there they just weren't intact but like the look of the windows um, yeah, I think part of the problem is through the years it had changed hands so many times and so many people had come in and come out and it had been vandalized and things had been removed from the property. And so really the, only the few things that were left were, if you'll see around some of the, in these areas here in the main, in the main house, uh, a lot of the marble window sills were actually the large dividers in the bathrooms. Oh, wow. uh, so we were actually able to reutilize that. Uh, a lot of the tile in the, uh, well, actually all the tile in the, the event side, in the, mm-hmm. which is where the serving lines are, and the kitchens, which were originally kitchens, those mm-hmm. are all, that's all original tile that was left in place. All the original tile around the swimming pool mm-hmm. uh, was is still in place. So there's 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 elements of what used to be, but yet there was so much that we you, there were, you know there's so much that we had to recreate or or just actually change altogether. Mm-hmm. So so when you opened, you had like. The residence, event hall, event center, and corporate headquarters. Mm-hmm. Kind of take us through the timeline of how that's kind of like shifted over the years into what you've got now. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, um, event center up until, let's see, when did you guys move back to the... Yeah, I guess about two, two years, years ago. ago. Yeah. Well, two years ago, we decided... Well, we, we have another project. The company as a whole has another project down in Texas, mm-hmm. and Calvin and Susan, obviously being the principal, uh, decided that they they were better served to move down to Texas and run that operation. And so it kind of came to that point, which was like, well, where do you think we want to go with this? You know, what do we want to do? Uh, and so that's where we just all kind of sat down and developed the idea that how cool would it be to have the ability, one, to open up the main house that, that even though we had the event center open, a lot of folks still were always very curious about, well, what's, what's inside, what's mm-hmm. inside? And so 
so that so we're like let's let's try to develop that and then develop the idea of moving uh, what was our existing office space into a boutique hotel uh, and so that was that was kind of the gist of it I mean, we really just kind of put our heads together and said we really want to make we really want to make Dominion House, when the Dominion House Boutique Hotel, we, we want to make it a place where you can come and land for a weekend, three or four days, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. and really kind of give that resort feel mm-hmm. and have a, a real experience. Uh, not just go stay at a hotel. I mean, anybody can go stay at a hotel, but we wanted we want it to be a hotel that you could and really enjoy yourself and really mm-hmm. just relax, throw your feet up and... And really, truly have what you know. We we joke. We don't joke. We, I mean, we kind of our mantra is to have an experience. We want you to have an experience mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. And one of those experiences kind of go back before the, the the rooms that you have now, and then we'll get obviously to the to the great dining and all that experience now. Was the wedding? I mean, it was the ballroom and the weddings because you always right. saw all the the beautiful pictures of inside and outside the mm-hmm. the courtyard, all that stuff. That was what you know. There was events, and then there was weddings, and that was what really stood out to me obviously the we'll get to the other stuff here but that was a big part of, sure. of, of the experience that's and that's been the the main part so far yeah. so mm-hmm. you know indoor weddings outdoor weddings you know yeah um, and, that, and that truly is our core i mean that's our core what we look to business wise i mean we love that's what we we're good at what we know mm-hmm. uh, and which and I, I i probably keep repeating myself but one of the things about weddings is it's a very detail-oriented business mm-hmm. uh and so we knew being able to spill over those details because it is in the details and going to a kind of that hotel scenario we yeah. we already know the detail business and we we, we knew all those little details that we, we can make the hotel side of it really nice and really fun and those those details are so important like when Aaron goes action I like, I freeze up but a wedding day I can only imagine how important <laughs> details, details are, are extremely and important. professionalism and all that good stuff because people look forward to that to that day as you know as the day and right. the way you guys yeah. do it and have done it it, it, it amazes me and the wedding industry in Oklahoma seems to have kind of like really exploded right it has exploded yeah. yes yeah. yes yeah. Yeah. because they're not in churches and a lot of them aren't in churches anymore. right most of them have gotten away from the churches and really when we opened up the book there were 19 venues um, now there's like over a hundred and fifty yeah, I want to say venues just in, you know, this area. this area, you know, Oklahoma City, Norman. And you said so. you're going to a wedding. It was a Saturday, mm-hmm. but not anymore. No. Yeah. Weddings are like just whenever Monday, people get Wednesday. Yeah. Really? Yes. Yeah. 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 My wife plays a lot of <laughs> weddings and like, every, like all the time she's like going to a wedding. I'm like, it's Tuesday. <laughs> so, I would yeah. have never known that. Yeah. So it's really all about them and what they want. You know, when mm-hmm. do they want to get married? And sometimes the date holds a special meaning to them. And so they mm-hmm. do want to get married on a Tuesday at this particular time or something like that. So cool. So with the hotel side of things, that opened up how long ago now? Uh, so last May, yeah. we just opened up for that. Um, and then we've been open, obviously, since. So. Yeah, so we, we originally opened up in the on the... What used to be the office building and we opened up those first 10 rooms there's five rooms below five rooms above uh, and then we just recently brought online four rooms here in the main house so we have about a month ago yeah about a month ago so we have 14 rooms uh, total this main house has a huge huge what we call the royal suite it's enormous um, <laughs> and so there's that room that we brought on which is great for bridal parties mm-hmm. uh, just it, it it's it's enormous. Big. Just come check it out. You can run it. <laughs> yeah, these are not like just normal rooms. Correct. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's luxury. Mm-hmm. 
they're just fantastic. You kind of have to see the pictures of them. They're really like us talking about it right now. It's kind of silly. Yeah, because yeah. you have to look at all the details, like from the light fixtures to you know the woodwork. It's all pretty mind-numbing. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, yeah. and the thing is, we wanted to bring, we wanted to bring a level of kind of luxury, and I think, mm -hmm. and it's, you know, again, we go back to that experience. Uh, we want the, the the boutique hotel industry as a whole is the fastest-growing segment of of uh, the hotel industry, uh, and it's out there competing with B and Bs and all yep. of these different things. And so, for us, that industry makes rooms smaller, um, and they want to kind of push people out of the rooms uh, to go do other things, and we just want the opposite. We wanted to, to have big rooms, big spacious bathrooms, because, you know, we want you to soak in the clawfoot tub, <laughs> you know? <laughs> we want you to, to, to really enjoy being on site and being on premises and being part of the community. I mean, you know, our biggest segment of, uh, we've talked about this before, but our we had no idea that we would make such an impact in the Dallas Metroplex. It's been mm -hmm. a huge draw for a customer base for us, which I would have never figured. Mm -hmm. And so it's been interesting and they have kind of the same deal. It's such a great place to unwind, drop in the community and it's been it's been a great been a good connection. Very cool. Of course now you slowly you know, I mean, you're getting busy and busier now. Uh, we're talking about uh, opening on Thursdays. I probably say the the dining, the the, the food, the uh, food part of this new experience here at the Minion House. Right. Well, basically, <laughs> basically, you yes, busy enough, we are. So, uh, so let's so just throw that yeah. in. <laughs> um, so yes, yeah. Right now, we're open Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and then we do the Sunday brunch. Yeah. And yes, as we're getting along, and and we talk about doing this, we really like baby steps in that we want to make sure that we do it right. You know, I don't just want to open up and then we weren't ready for that. So we, you know, we'll add days as we feel that we're ready to bring those on, and then we'll just do more and more. So, how do you pick up the food items? So we have a great chef that does that, um, and he he comes from a great background um, of like a boutique hotel that you know it's the same type of experience that uh, that we want. So for us on the food selection is a great it's a great question. It's a it's a situation where we really sit down and the same with drinks too. Where we really have sat down and really kind of just kind of throw everything on the table. We've kind of mm -hmm. mapped it out and and just to determine you know what we think would work, what won't work, and. And, uh, and then having a great chef obviously helps. I mean, because I can't cook my way out of a bag. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, it's just a, in, in changing. And a lot of it is seasonal. This is, you know, we've, this is a scratch kitchen. We do everything, you know, right on the plate. Our fish is less than 24 hours a day. I mean, we bring it in overnight. And so it's, we want to create that, you know, one, I think for us, the biggest deal was we wanted to create a menu that was what I really call a clean menu, mm -hmm. like really clean food and let it stand on its own and taste on its own. And I think that's what we've achieved, mm -hmm. uh, but it's changing. It's evolving every day. I think every day is a new experience about, hey, try this, hey, try that, you know. New and, specials, yeah. New, and, yeah. And, and our chef, uh, David is, you know, he's, he's one of those guys that, and he takes a taste of something he closes his eyes and he can just see his mind clicking and you know I can't do that I mean I have no idea <laughs> now the pizza and steak are still in the menu right yes yeah, now I yeah. highly recommend <laughs> highly recommend the pizza the first time I came here was the pizza and then the steak uh, we the YMCA had our board director meeting here uh, dinner here and uh, I got my first steak here didn't need a knife on a fork cut it perfect mm -hmm. it was great tasting steak so 
compliments yeah, to the Yeah, we're getting ready to add more. We're adding more, more steaks on yeah. the menu and all of that. So. And the cool thing with, uh, with the outside the food is you have the beautiful inside dining area, but now whether it's winter, summer, spring, mm -hmm. fall, you have options outside as well. Correct. Yep. We've just added the front patio seating. Um, and then, of course, we had the igloo, uh, the igloo adventure yeah. that was kind of fun over the winter. And we're Those working on our hit, summer. Right? They yeah. were a huge yeah. hit. Huge hit. So we're working on our summer plans now. So. Um, and we like to keep it top secret. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but there's like the, the front porch, the porch area, which is mm -hmm. like this grand, fantastic space. Opening that up is just a, a really big deal. Um, yeah, you know, I think part, I think one of our things is, I think a lot of people may be, I think when I said a lot of people, I think some people may be intimidated that, because uh, the facade of the building is pretty grand. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, you know, I think some people will think, oh, well, that's just going to be too fancy for me or, or this, that, and the other. And it's not. I mean, we have casual, we have kind of a main dining area that's a little bit more formal. Mm -hmm. We have this club room area if you want to just come in and have a drink. Uh, and then we have the actual, what we call the bistro area back here, which is, is very casual. And then the front porch, which is even more casual. Yeah. So I showed up in a tuxedo and he said, hey, you don't have to wear that. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, I mean, it is, I mean, it's, it's show up in which, you know, yeah. come as you are. And, you know, it's not, uh, it's not over the top. We've got something for everybody from, from, you know, brick fired oven pizzas to, to, to a filet. Yeah. So we're all over. I mean, we can, we can take care of all of it. Say the days and times again. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, uh, and then Sunday brunch. So we're open in the evening, uh, Thursday evening from 5.30 until 10. Last evening's at 9.30. So. Cool. Can yeah. brunch starts at what time? It's 11 to 2.30. Right on. Mm -hmm. I want to go back to wedding because I get nervous for people like you who put on these weddings. Like, you have a beautiful outside and it starts raining. Mm -hmm. You have a backup plan for inside? Absolutely, okay. yeah. Okay. Yeah. We, we have a chapel, um, and then and we have people that choose not to have it outside, and they want in the chapel right, anyway. Right, right. Um, but we And the chapel is always set, so mm -hmm. they can just go from, I mean, literally a moment's notice, we open the doors, they walk in, they get their seat, and then we can start again. So minimal downtime. So. And before we arrived and took up your afternoon, you, you, were, you were actually out there. I was planting flowers. Plant, plant flowers. Yes. <laughs> there are so many great backdrops uh, before and after wedding shots yeah. that you see here, and it's, it's just awesome. Well, yeah, and the flower side is, you know, that seems silly, but it's this time of year is crazy yeah. for us. Kind of the 15th mm -hmm. of April tax day <laughs> is for everybody else, and we're looking at flower day, yeah, you know. Yeah. So, and we're super fortunate to have red dirt plants here locally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, they're, I mean, those guys, Tara and Jesse and, and Gail are just awesome folks, and yeah. we're so happy, so mm -hmm. fortunate that they're literally in our backyard. <laughs> and so, I mean, we just haul load after load after the tractor of plants up here every every season so well, if you walk around this place and look at all the different like landscaping uh, features mm -hmm. it's intense how much area you guys got square footage wise of just flower beds oh, all yeah. over the place and we have a few yeah <laughs> all right so i know you said some things are secret but is the bocce ball court a secret I just said well, you, you just no, said it. You not. just said it. Okay, good. Let's, let's talk about it. We won't tell anybody. It's between us. When I, when I pulled up, I saw like what you guys have done with the bocce ball courts, and it's serious. Yeah, it's yes. serious. It's going to be awesome. Um, like the American it's Federation all. of Bocce Ball yeah. is going to be all about this because that exists. Yeah. That's the thing that's. It is. Go it ahead. does exist. 
Well, no, you go ahead. No, yeah, I'm going to. You go ahead, Justin. <laughs> so, yes. Okay, so we're going to do our bocce ball. ball. Yes. <laughs> the, the courts are almost done. Um, we'll have two bocce ball courts, and uh, they're club level size. And so we do hope to have some tournaments at some point and just do some fun uh, community like, type yeah, stuff. Yeah, you guys yeah. didn't just like throw out some like landscaping timbers and put no. some sand in it. No. It's no. not a litter box. No. It's like, it's like, bricked, <laughs> like bricked edges and yeah. it's cast on top. Cast on top. It looks really nice because we wanted it to fit in. We wanted yeah. it to have the same feel there as it, you know, yeah. as the house does. We're so. getting ready to install all the lighting down there, so we'll have all hanging like LED uh, Edison bulb lighting down there. It's going to be pretty neat. Oh. Yeah. Okay, you don't know what bocce ball is. I'll be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> what is I'll let you explain yes. bocce ball. What is it? <laughs> so, essentially, it's an old European game started in Italy, but it's 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 kind of, if you can imagine, the idea of playing shuffleboard with a ball, and it's you're trying to get okay. it close. You have a small ball. I can't even remember the name of it. Uh, just make it up. Yeah, it's a small ball name. <laughs> you started off strong with the yeah, association. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of the name right um, uh, it, it, it now. Like, uh, from like uh, Harry Potter Quidditch. It's like a, the little. Um, yeah. the Quidditch? Yeah, cross halfway midcourt and then you yeah. throw the larger balls there's two colors obviously and you're trying to get closest to the ball okay the ball. and okay. that's how you, you score off of that and so there's probably I'm probably horrifying multiple bocce ball users at this very moment but <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Yeah, so that's the idea. You've offended the bucket. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you're saying we probably won't overtake the wedding venue. Yeah, I don't think no, it's going to overtake the wedding venue, but <laughs> so uh, you know, well, it's it's a lot of fun. It's typically associated with drinking wine, so I'm sure there'll be a little bit of that going on. But so on, to come on the now. photography yeah. side of things, they're always looking for like the new like wedding photo op kind of thing. And that's very true. Yeah. Yes. But, yeah, the, the bride and groom are going to be over there at the bocce ball court like every single time. So. Yeah, and, you know, we even thought, because we do, you know, sometimes, obviously, wedding parties stay here. So now, mm -hmm. like, groomsmen could go down and play, yeah. you know, if they're here the night before, then go down and play bocce ball, or sit out on the front porch, or, you know, do anything like that, so. Who's come the furthest for a wedding? Um, probably some, Brazil? Yeah, probably Brazil. Yeah. That's our longest one. We, yeah. You know, and the funny part, on the hotel side, speaking about it, long... We've, we've actually had a lot of folks that are yes. doing, that fly in from Europe that are doing Route 66. And so they found us through the course of their stuff and they've been staying with us on the Route 66 drive. Small world. It so, is. <laughs> so we have from Germany, England. Uh -huh. England. Um, Switzerland. Switzerland, yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's it's been interesting even on the hotel side. So just not the, El Reno where you come. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know what? In the hotel, really, though, we have had Edmond, Oklahoma yeah, City, yeah. Stillwater, Yukon, yeah. um, just as a getaway. Yeah, just a great you know, weekend getaway. Different. Yeah. You mentioned that like the sport of bocce ball uh, traditionally involves possibly alcohol. Yes. Hanging out. So let's talk about alcohol. Let's yes. talk booze. Um, Purple rain. Purple yeah. rain. <laughs> <laughs> So like, Chris went right to it. <laughs> <laughs> so talk to us about the your cocktails here. You know more about uh, that because you're in there helping. So <laughs> yeah. So if you don't see me working in my corporate job on the uh, weekends, <laughs> you'll see me slinging bar here with uh, Melissa Jensen, who's our primary bartender. I'm just the I'm just the bar back apparently. But <laughs> but yeah. So all of our drinks are craft. Uh, craft cocktails it's all fresh we do everything fresh um, we've got a whole list of uh, great drinks on the menu uh, and that's changing all the time too you know we we dream something up or we see something and think hey let's try to modify this or that and and uh, bring it to the table and 
and uh, we've done you know I think a lot of people have seen our video of our smoke and old-fashioned which is mm -hmm. a really really clever way to do it and so uh, if you haven't and you like an old-fashioned try ours it's awfully good so yeah so everything you know we we take a lot of pride in it and you know each one's made with love you get to taste that when you have it and but uh, it's that's been a lot of fun too, being able just to come up with some fun, crazy things and kind of bring a little lighter side to the menu. And mm -hmm. and uh, you know we've got uh, the Mary Poppins, and so if you haven't had that, try that. That's a great drink. That's a good drink. Um, we kind of have our little spin on Pop Rocks with it, and so mm. so there's you know just you know just crafty ideas and and just generating them and and uh we've done some seasonal sangrias uh which were a big hit uh, for christmas time for christmas time we had our our 602 sangria mm -hmm. um and so we you know we're constantly modifying that we do that based on seasonal fruits and this that and the other so i think really we just want to have fun yeah i think yeah. we just want to have fun drinks and i yeah. mean it's just fun to play around and put them together and we like it we don't we yeah. you know this makes the menu this doesn't make the menu yeah and it's so. and, and it's actually customer driven if we don't see people people are like yeah hey, hey justin hit him up for hit the bricks drink hey, hit the bricks we should come up with something yeah. Yeah. right on good thinking you're the, you're, the, <laughs> <laughs> you're eventually the marketing <laughs> person yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so for the first are you selling ad spots or <laughs> <laughs> why? <laughs> if you want to, why? So for, for folks who aren't, you know, uh, into the cocktail, into things, what else? Like wine? So and we can, yeah, we can do wine, mm -hmm. and then we can also do everything in a mocktail, too. Not yeah. all of the drinks can be mocktails, but yeah. we can also cater to people that want, like the blackberry smash yeah. is phenomenal yeah, as a non-alcoholic. Um, in fact, I think that's my... It's yeah, favorite. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so if our kids look like they're drinking, they're not. They're not. Well, <laughs> the Sprite's really good too. Yeah. <laughs> That's on the rocks. That's yeah. right. And <laughs> then really, the good, area. I was gonna say for wines, uh, we're just collecting and getting new wines. We're trying to go with wines that are more like small batch wines, um, that are a little bit different than just your average um, wines. And we just brought on uh, last week. We're bringing on some draft beers as well. Oh, cool. uh, so we're bringing on. We're trying to keep. We're trying to keep everything fairly local. Mm. So we're using local uh, craft beers. Uh, yeah. In case we've got uh, Velvet Antler on draft now. Stilly Wheat, both of Iron Monk out of Stillwater. Uh, we just brought everything rhymes with orange, which is I can't remember who they. One guys of the best are. beers in the state. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. <laughs> Rough Tail. Yeah, Rough Tail. Yes. That's right. Yeah. And then uh, we do have Michelob Ultra. That's not really local, but we'll <laughs> call it local for us. <laughs> Uh, it's always a big seller and all those people trying sure. to lose weight so um, <laughs> so anyway it's uh so you know we want to bring we've got the ability to run eight drafts i think mm -hmm. uh we're currently just running four drafts right now but we have multiple uh local beers on on uh yeah they're can or now a draft so yeah. the iron milk guys they're still water so it's they're, they're still yeah. Uh, they're a backyard yeah yeah now we just need a, a Guthrie Brewery. So oh, to serve Guthrie. Well, yeah, he brings up Guthrie Brewery every day. It's <laughs> <laughs> my life goal. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You, you guys yeah. do so much, but it looks like you guys are having fun with it too. I mean, mm -hmm. you're just adding more and more to what you guys do here and having fun with it. We call it fun, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure it has its moments. It has its moments. No, you know, I think that is you're, you're exactly right. You make right. people happy. It's yeah. very That's rewarding. The most important thing. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, the the hotel side of it. I mean, and the hotel and event side, and all of it coming together has been a ton of fun. Just to get to meet people. Yeah. I think I don't have to work up here on on the weekend, but I do because I love I love the social interaction yeah. and and just especially especially it. 
when people say, wow, I had no idea this was here, or wow, I had no idea Guthrie had this in the community, and wow, we really love the town, and they just go on and on and on. And so that that part is the, the really fun part. Well, and I think that the eating experience has really changed it here because a lot of people drive by and see this big building, but they never, you know, they might not have an event or might not, they might be married for 20 years, yeah. and they always see this big, beautiful building, and they might see some stuff on social media, but now with, I think with the dining experience, it allows people to come in and actually see the entire event. You know, obviously, <clears throat> talking about more like the Guthrie people here. Right, Correct. yeah, and that's, yeah. and that's true. I mean, that, that was one of the primary things we thought about when we looked at what are we gonna do? And we wanted to invite, we wanted people to experience the property as it Absolutely. is. Mm -hmm. I mean, because it is, it has got a long history within the community, and now people can enjoy it, and mm -hmm. and, uh, and and we want them to enjoy it. You know, that's the biggest. You know, that and it is the fun part. I have to admit, it's you know, there's other days we stare at the ceiling and worry, <laughs> yeah. but 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 uh, that those, those days are the not the those are the days we have fun. Yeah, mm -hmm. and you guys are like really really community minded as well. Like, there have been so many. Uh, community events that I've come to here, like whether Correct. it's chamber banquet or, you know, you you name it, banquet that's been on this this place, and so so many meaningful moments that this community has had have been here with you guys, and so the fact that you guys have been able to host like all those things over the years, um, yeah, it's been pretty pretty cool to watch that, like people get together, the Guthrie folks, and have those memories that are shaped by this place. Um, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, and we're lucky to have those folks, you know, and to be able to experience it with them and to be able to do things in conjunction with them. I think, uh, you know, this is a team effort. You know, if we're not promoting yeah. each other within, around mm -hmm. this community, then we're not doing our jobs. I think mm -hmm. as business owners and as friends, to be honest with you, I think, you know, there's multiple times that we send business other places mm -hmm. when we can't handle certain items. Mm -hmm. We send them, we don't send them to admin, we send them locally. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I'm sure all the admin folks will cringe, but you know. It, but that's where we, you know, They're we want to yeah. keep it within with keep it within our realm here. Yeah. And so mm -hmm. th that's important. Other businesses are important to us as well uh, because we we need each other. You know, mm -hmm. we really do. We we need the business relationships around the town and the community. So and I think ultimately it's just important to get people to come together. Yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. so close to Edmond, to Oklahoma City. It's just letting everybody know it's not much farther north. Yeah. It's it's right here. So oh, for sure. And, yeah. and that's our number one job. I mean I think we, we mm -hmm. talk about it all the time. This is our number one our number one purpose right now is to convince people that it's okay in the Edmond, Northwest Oklahoma City area to hop in your car and drive twenty minutes north. Yeah. And you don't have to go 20 minutes south and still have a wonderful experience. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, and we're seeing that. To be quite honest mm -hmm. with you, we, we're seeing we're seeing a lot of that draw. Yeah. We're seeing it's a lot literally of the same distance for a lot of the Edmund folks to drive to here as it is to drive to, you know, the Skirvin or someplace down in Oklahoma City. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and, I and think, the traffic is a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why I was sure. It's yeah. huge. But but I yeah. think that's not that's just not us. That's community based mm -hmm. too. Correct. That's, yes. That's an association with Red Brick Nights happening. That's an association mm -hmm. with the various functions that happen around town. People are people are drawing in, and it's been and we're seeing that. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. We obviously we'd love to. Draw thousands of more in every sure. morning and every day, but but uh, we are seeing it happen, and so it's you know to be a part of something like that's exciting. Okay. You guys literally are part of the community. I'm looking out the window right now, looking mm -hmm. at the neighborhood in mm -hmm. front of us. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That uh, this is a, a a luxury resort 
mm -hmm. but you're still part of the neighborhood and part of the community too, which is a pretty unique setting, I think. Hello, yeah. Mr. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sam. <laughs> Sam and the rest of the squad over there. Yeah, you know, that's one thing that I keep talking. But no, you just talked. There's, <laughs> there's a great, I grew up, uh, well, we were talking about this in Spindletop in Kentucky. Mm -hmm. uh, Jess and I have a Kentucky uh, oh, connection. Boy, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, we are. So, but there's a place outside of Lexington, Kentucky called Spindletop, and it's uh, owned by the University of Kentucky, and it, it's very similar to this facility. And it was donated to the university, and if you're a graduate of University of Kentucky, you basically become a member of Spindletop. You pay your dues, and it's, a, it's how they build money for their foundation. And uh, But on Friday nights, Saturday nights, uh, People drive in from Lexington. It's about 20 minute drive out to Spindletop. It's very similar to Oklahoma City, Edmond area. And that's where you go. And it has this really cool Southern charm vibe. You go out, have dinner and drinks, and it's it's family oriented and people are connecting. And it's really neighborhood driven. I mean, it's just a really cool vibe. And I've always envisioned that we'll be at that point where that front porch will be loaded, families meeting, neighbors coming down. Uh, you know, we. We started opening up the front gate mm -hmm. on on Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights, and we've got neighbors walking down to come have dinner. Yeah, I, there's nothing there's nothing cooler than that. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like our own block party. That's awesome. Every weekend. Um, this Saturday is Easter. You got Easter brunch on Sunday. Sunday, uh -huh. yeah, yeah Easter on Sunday. <laughs> Saturday. Yeah. No. Saturday. I didn't know if we were still, oh, oh, I didn't know if we were still on Kentucky <laughs> stories or what was going on. <laughs> we had this conversation. So don't let me talk about church. Like purple <laughs> rain. What was the other one? We <laughs> Obviously, Justin's been in a bar. Easter is on Sunday. It is on Sunday. Yes, we just Easter opened up for Easter brunch. Yes. yes, and we actually just launched that uh, so yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yes, we'll be open for Easter brunch. So yeah, and then we're, we'll do a Mother's Day brunch too. So cool. Um, Which is in September. <laughs> yeah. Sometime in August. Yeah. One of those, one of those months. Yeah. <laughs> Man, thanks so much for uh, having us here today. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for yeah, thanks for uh, promoting us and doing all the things you do and letting us get our story out. Yeah, I can't know. wait to hit the bricks. Yeah, you want to hit the bricks drink. Yeah. Yeah. That'd, be, that'd be cool. Can't wait. Right. Next week, probably. <laughs> we'll have to work on it. Yeah. And then uh, we'll have some fun things too. Yeah. Other things that we're planning on coming up over the summer. So, but we'll we'll release those as yeah. we get a little bit closer. We're gonna have to keep the little things, you yeah, know, absolutely. secret. All right, we're gonna take a real quick break and then come back. Um, we've got uh, uh, an interview with Joel Mosman, singer-songwriter extraordinaire from Guthrie, and he stopped by the uh, Hit the Bricks headquarters on Monday and uh, talk with us for a few minutes and play us a song. We'll come back with him in here in just a few minutes. Justin. Thanks for being here today. It's great to be here in the Department of Tourism. Yeah, thanks for stopping by the, uh, the Hit the Bricks headquarters. Hit the Bricks. Yep. I always thought that watching the other podcasts, I thought that this was uh, some sort of vinyl record. And I'm realizing that it's not, folks. It's just styrofoam.
Dude. But it is a beautiful piece of styrofoam. So I'm going to have to write that down. We need a Hits of Bricks vinyl record compilation. So that's, that's on my to-do list now. Podcast on vinyl. We might be on to something here. Well, like you can find like in old like like public libraries. They used to have, when I was a kid, uh, you could go to the public library and check out like vinyl records. And I remember like you could listen to like speeches and things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like super, super like low-key, like boring stuff. You could check it out at the library and listen to it. There were some good comedy albums too. I'm trying to think of this one we had when I was a kid. This guy was was uh, joking around about a rooster or something, and I listened to it several times. Somebody would probably know, and maybe they could tell us. Listening to comedy albums is a lost art. It is. Uh, it totally is. Mm-hmm. I remember like uh, who was like like Bobcat Gold's weight and Richard Pryor and those guys. They had like oh, yeah. comedy albums that you would sit there and like you know, put the tape in your car and listen to it and stuff. <laughs> I think of Red Skeleton for some reason and Rodney Dangerfield. Was, yeah. Because it's just vinyl and Red Skeleton. I don't know. Right. Just together, I think. So what's new in your musical world? Well, I was just thinking about this when I came in. I was like, what do I have going on musically? I know I have several projects, and I know that he's going to ask me about this, and I know that I'm going to draw a blank. So I was trying to prepare <laughs> what I came in here. I got some shows coming up. Uh, playing Norman Music Fest next week on Thursday at 7 o'clock at the Blue Bonnet. That's mm-hmm. going to be a lot of fun. always like going to Norman Music Fest. This will be our fourth year playing Norman Music Fest, I believe. Those Blue Bonnet shows are fun. Oh, yeah, man. They have they have that tiny, like, it's like a tiny, like, catacorner stage. And depending on how many other musicians I bring with me, sometimes, like, we spill off of the stage mm-hmm. and kind of like down in the crowd, which is super cool. I mean, makes for a, a cozy, uh, intimate, intimate evening. <clears throat> so they can kick off their normal music festival experience with you guys. Basically, yeah, because yeah. that starts out Thursday, and uh, we're looking forward to that. And um, we got another couple of shows coming up: Bedlam Barbecue uh, and the patio there. Yes. That's one Pretty of my favorite. One yeah. of my favorite non-Guthrie places to play, and then uh, we got a few other ones coming up. We're uh, we're working on a Ritz Theater gig in Shawnee. Let me say something a little bit about Shawnee. I was born and raised. I was born and raised in Shawnee. I'm going to go public with this. Uh, oh. Guthrie's my home, and uh, <laughs> I I consider it to be my home. Um, I was born and raised in Shawnee. When I was growing up, the downtown area there had been um, pretty run down. Like, I went I went down there when I was eight years old, and there was a thrift shop. I was eight. I rode my bicycle down there, and um, free range children. Yes, and I bought from this booth in the in the thrift shop a blow dart gun and a and a and a Bowie knife. (laughs) <laughs> no joke. You can go far with both of those things. At a yes, time. and I did, and um, I don't think I got in too much trouble. I was relatively uh, well behaved. No, that's not true at all. You were destined to be a musician. <laughs> yes, that was yeah. your first. That's when the first logical step old. to becoming <laughs> yeah. a professional musician. Is a a Bowie knife, a blow dart. Um, <laughs> the slingshot is like the the, the third that's part true. of that. That's true. That's a staple. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
But uh, what, what kind of tangent did I just get off on? So, okay, Shawnee, it was, it was, it was pretty dilapidated down there. Um, I, I, sent, I moved to Oklahoma City, and then I've been in Guthrie for about 10 years now. And um, I, I consider Guthrie like, like we value our culture and history so much here. You know, it's, it's deeply valued here. And I considered that for a long time to be a polar opposite of what Shawnee is. I feel like I'm going to get in some deep trouble with somebody right now talking about this. Shawnee's podcast is going to hate me. I know, but I don't think they have a podcast. And that's kind of the point that I'm <laughs> making here <laughs> is, that, <laughs> is that Shawnee has since in the past several years um really uh i kind of think they're trying to be like guthrie more they stole our city planner rebecca who they did be, yeah like she took a job down there how dare we they. have a brand new city planner now he's awesome yeah I'm rebecca's sure. awesome too right but, yeah, yeah yeah but shawnee did steal her yeah that's mm -hmm. wow that's very interesting but they've, they've come up a lot I, th I think that they're trying to be more like guthrie so they've re they've renovated their downtown and stuff and uh, um, the Ritz Theater told you that to tell you this. Hmm. The Ritz Theater You're gonna is, land story now. is being <laughs> yes, yeah, this is it. <laughs> After all these miles, um, <laughs> uh, um, the Ritz Theater has been renovated, and we're gonna do a show down there. Heck so yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of renovations, the um, the Carnegie Library here in town yes. has done like elaborate renovations there for this like kind of iconic historic structure in Oklahoma. They spent, you know, so much money and time and effort to making that building uh, um, whatever you do to historic. Like, they preserved it. Yeah, yes. that's the word I was looking for. And so uh, a few weeks ago we had an, an entire day of recording music there at the Carnegie Library. We did. So you played and a bunch of other country yeah. musicians. It was really a pretty cool day. That was definitely a day for the books. That was one I'm always going to remember. One of my biggest musical goals is, uh, and I told my band this also, and they're kind of on the same page, is just to make good music at cool venues. And, um, like, I don't have a goal to play shows five nights a week and, like, do all this crazy stuff. I just want to play cool shows at cool venues. And... Uh, I've, I've been afforded that chance, uh, especially uh, for the, the Carnegie project that we worked mm. on. Um, that was amazing because uh, this big, beautiful library, and I'd been in there before, um, and it always kind of been in the back of my mind, like, it'd be cool to sing some tunes in here, you know? And uh, um, it was it was a wonderful experience just to get together with, with, with all of our Guthrie people. Mm -hmm. And um, in a Guthrie building that sounded so beautiful, and um, and we got to have we got to have access to that little area back there that we weren't supposed or that, that people <laughs> aren't supposed to go into, but they let us do it. Right. That was nice. They just turned a blind eye to our they did. shenanigans. Yeah, they so. did. But uh, I'm anxious to hear what those masters are going to sound like. So. Yes, yeah, so that's be, that stuff's being mixed and will be available to people to purchase like later on this year what so. was the name that we decided on the library hours the library hours yeah that's gonna yeah. be awesome man yeah, so be on the lookout for that yeah. it'll be available sometime someday who all played on it you played on it with Amanda yeah and I played on it and mm -hmm. Chelsea Cope sang with me mm -hmm. Chelsea did a song Byron Berline Byron Berline played yeah. on it he did a fiddle tune right yep. I wasn't there for that one yeah 
And uh, imagine that, him doing a fiddle tune. Right. Pretty unique stuff. And we got, I don't want to miss anybody. Um, Keith Lee. Keith um, Lee. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy and Holly Hall. So welcome, little stranger. Gabe Hancock yep. was on it. Um, and um, Braden Russell. Braden Russell was on it, too. That's yep. right. This is where we forget somebody. We're horrible, horrible Ryan Evangeline. Noise. Yes, Ryan Evangeline played. Yep. God, they were super dreamy. They were. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, after we got done playing, we just like hung out for a little while just to listen to everybody. Uh, I feel like my music can be a little more in your face. But some of like the some of some of uh, my friends' music here in town, they just have this really like dreamy, beautiful feel that that goes really well. I don't consider myself to be a vocalist, but there's so many of our friends that I think are like Ryan Evangeline. Yeah, people when like they fall in love to their music, yeah, which is super trippy. Like, exactly. No one's ever gonna fall in love to my music. J no, no, no. neither. <laughs> No, they might have some other serious emotions, right. but, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, just listen, just, just listen to Ryan Evangeline, like just that sound echo off of the walls. Like it's the kind of thing where you just like sit there and close your eyes and you just want to take in like every ounce of it. And, uh, with Steve Bowes at the helm of that, uh, engineering that project, uh, I've seen, or I've heard what he's capable of doing mm. sonically. And uh, I just know that he's he fully uh, uh, fully captured that feel of what went on the Carnegie Library that day, and I'm super excited to hear it, and I hope everyone else is too. Heck yeah! Yeah. So you're gonna play a song for us today? Yeah, I'll play a song, and I haven't decided on which one yet. You got like five seconds to decide. Okay. All right. You want me to pick it up? Yeah, sure. So what song did you play there at the Carnegie? <clears throat> I played a song called "Room for a Rambler." Oh yeah. And uh, actually, before I play it here. Let me give a little shout out. Another musical project that I'm working on is a uh, <clears throat> an album. It's going to be called Common Ground. Actually, I think I'll play that. So I'll play the title track off of our album. After I leave here, I'm going up to Arc City, Kansas, my drummer's house, and uh, we're going to do a little bit more work on the album. And um, uh, this, is, this is our first full-length album. And uh, it's going to be out on vinyl. I'm not going to say when, because I learned my lesson about that kind of thing. Those deadlines never work. <laughs> no. <laughs> it could be tomorrow. It could be next year. It could be the year after that. But it will come out eventually. Recording projects are kind of like construction projects. Oh, you have like a best case scenario that just never yeah. happens. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We're in like a perpetual state of recording, too. And uh, I'm, I'm writing songs faster than then we can record them so we're just trying to get them out as fast as we can uh, but um, without cutting any corners though so sure, sure. okay I think I'll do common ground um, I like this song because uh, um, it addresses some of the cultural climate uh, that we're kind of knee-deep in nowadays and uh, I think uh, it's important to note that um, we all have some common denominators that we should focus on um, um, as a society. Brand new suit and wore out jeans, barely got nothing in between. Money burning holes in my pocket, nothing but the bank can make me stop it. Been a couple weeks and a couple days since I last slept for eight hours straight. If I try to think about next week, 
then today will get the best of me. Absolutely, my pleasure to be here. Right on. So catch uh, Joel and his band uh, Thursday night at not just Thursday, next Thursday. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, yes. my band's name Oklahoma Uprising, and we'll be next Thursday night at Norman Music Fest at the Blue Bonnet, seven o'clock, and we'll be around a whole bunch of other places after that too. Right on. Thanks, Joel. Yeah. Thanks, Justin. And that was our good friend Joel T. Joel T. Joel T. Yeah. Thanks, Joel T. Uh, so he, was he running downtown in his boots? I've heard uh, overalls and boots is what he runs in normally yeah. every day. Only in Guthrie. Yeah. On the bricks. Hit the bricks. All right. So this is 89er week. Anything going on? Oh, corn dogs, funnel cakes. You can hit the carnival starting tonight. 
and every night this week, and then most of the day on Saturday. And the cool thing about it is we might get some sprinkles. That, you know, the, the weather guys are saying this and that, but I think most of us going to say the north and some to the south. We might get a little bit rained on, but that's, that's, that's on Wednesday. But Thursday, yeah. Friday, Saturday, Saturday looks picture perfect. 80 oh, degrees, sunny. Yep, people are going to spend so much money on Saturday. Oh, it's Carnival be. and vendors and... Uh, parade is Saturday. High noon. Heck yeah. Yeah, there's going to be uh, thousands and thousands in the street. Mm -hmm. And uh, and we deserve a good day after last year's little rain fest. Still. We deserve it. <laughs> yes. And you and our producer Aaron will be downtown Saturday, right? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're going to stream it live. Uh, we're going to do that on Guthrie's page YouTube uh, for the folks because a lot of people that grew up in Guthrie, from Guthrie, but mm -hmm. can't be here or don't live here anymore. and get to watch that and uh, the replay is always big on, on any of these things that we do here so uh, also GTV 20 will have it so uh, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a fun day yeah you can watch the Longhorns traipse through downtown Oklahoma or Guthrie almost Oklahoma City. I, I love the children but my video equipment's going to be kind of close <laughs> right. too not that that's going through my mind three or four times of uh, roaming Longhorns in the middle of the streets yeah, but some uh, concrete bar barriers between yeah, you and the it's well, something but uh, and Sooner Schooner is going to be here yeah. and Last word is the governor and lieutenant governor are still scheduled to be here. You never know what happens, but yeah, uh, you never know. they're important people. Yeah, they're going to walk through that. So uh, uh, <clears throat> again, the, the I went by the vendors this morning. All the uh, food trucks mm -hmm. and all them start uh, popping up. You can already start to smell it. And I've already got a barbecue invite from that from one of my friends with the shop mm. there. So uh, not only the food, but crafts and a whole bunch of good stuff. Oh yeah, you can buy all kinds of stuff. Uh, and there's even a Euro truck this year. Like yep. Euros, they're yeah. tasty. So. Of course, all the stuff that we went over uh, in last week's show, the geezers and gassers, the car show, stuff for the kids, stuff for adults. It's uh, uh, another fun week in Guthrie. Just wander around town. You'll find something to do yeah, all absolutely. week long. And yeah. walk, a, lot of, a lot of stuff in walking distance, too. That's the cool thing about uh, all these events. You can go from block to block to block, and there's usually something there. Heck yeah. And the carnival is like out your front window now yeah at city hall yep third floor window i can just see it's it the, the ferris, the wheel. ferris wheel yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so i appreciate them like making that my view for the week yeah it's nice yeah yeah um next week uh hetty coleman's gonna join us oh cool yeah go in yeah we're gonna talk about red brick nights next week so, oh it is starting off in may mm -hmm. right around the corner fourth yeah so we'll, we'll chat with hetty about that next week and yeah, looking forward to more of this lovely spring weather as we sit here at the, the, the Grand Dominion House. Ain't <coughs> this something? You would never... <coughs> here in Guthrie, too, it's so yeah. cool how Trey and Julie have the vision. I mean, I mean, this used to be a place where kids got in trouble because it, it was old, abandoned. There was an old swim pool that was sunk in. The windows were knocked out. All right, so now that Trey and Julie are gone, I have yeah. a story real quick. <coughs> um, when... Uh, when my wife and I first moved here, mm -hmm. it might have even been before that. I think I was visiting here one time, back before they bought this place. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure I'm not making this up, but I remember driving past like the old like abandoned orphanage right. building we're in right now, and I swear I remember driving past and seeing a herd of goats in the front goats. yard here. Not ghost, goats. goats. Okay. Yeah. Like almost sheep, but not quite sheep. Goats. I wouldn't put it past it. And it was super weird. And like I've I've told the story to a bunch of people over the years, and they're like, no, there was never, never a herd of goats hanging yeah. out at the the old orphanage. But I swear I saw it. Well, I literally 
lived in a house growing up two blocks from here. I never saw goats, but okay. But yeah. it was real, man. I saw the goats. Yeah. I've heard plenty of ghost stories. Yeah, you know, uh, children's home and all this stuff. But that's uh, that's fairy tales. That's like TV stuff. Ghost not, pod, not podcast stuff. All right. Yeah. All right. So, well, let's uh, hang out again uh, a week from now. Yeah, let's do it Wednesday. Right. Cool. All right. Thanks for joining us. Coming home, coming